0: The Cosmic Christ Center presents The Cosmic Bible. With your host, Ascendant Master, Theologian, and Bible Instructor, Mercy Heavens. Touch the face of God. Hear the Spirit in every word and commune with the cosmic knowledge of the Creator. This is Christ's Word. Theme music, Blue Skies by David Fesleyan FeslianStudios.com
1: The Corruption of Noah, Genesis 6, 5. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart were evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had ever made human beings upon the earth and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said to Noah, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race that I have created, for I regret that I have ever made them. Noah, however, God found favor with. And so the Lord told Noah that he and his family would be spared. Genesis 6.13 So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people on the earth, for the earth is filled with violence because of them but you shall be spared. Genesis 619. You are to bring into the ark two of every living creature, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, of every kind of insect, of every kind of creature that moves along the ground, they will come with you and they will be kept alive you are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them welcome to the cosmic bible i'm mercy heavens and this is christ's word jesus told Reva Christ this next message. Man, what is he but 180
0: pounds of meat for the worms? Yet he reigns over all of God's lands, polluting the air, the land, and the water, ravaging all the beauty, plundering every natural wonder, and destroying all the vegetation, animals, fish, and fowl. He shuns the creator that creates these things. The very creator responsible for his own appearance on the earth. And he dominates and destroys with senseless violence and wickedness. And then he procreates and programs his progeny to carry out his evil deeds. And he raises himself as God and demands that all people pay him tithes and worship him as the destroyer of all worlds. And the people are so afraid of this flesh man that they obey him. Because this man of flesh and bone, this one hundred and eighty pound sack of meat that the worms will one day eat, has an army made of the same worm food that he is made of, and all are a part of his legion of the damned. Aye, it is all recorded in the great book, and now in the last reign of man, in the end times of man's appearance on earth it shall all be exposed to the light the great lies of man will be revealed you have been betrayed by your own kind and you have willingly been complicit in this betrayal and now nothing will free you from this betrayal except your own willingness to stand outside of man's programming to see what he has done with your own eyes Man is a blight on the face of the whole of God's earth, and should you cleave to the heritage of blighthood that he leaves, you will surely disappear with man after the worms have eaten your remains. The story of Noah's Ark is a story of betrayal.
1: Noah's betrayal of God. Jesus told me, The world of men is not the world of God, but few men understand this truth. Only in the world of men are men allowed to favor their way above God's way. And only in the world of men is the consumption of flesh considered an acceptable, highly sought after, and approved of activity. The deliberate and intentional harming and killing of animals and the allowance of suffering and death to animal kind is commonplace in the world of men. For in the eyes, hearts, and minds of men, these atrocities are seen as good things, kind things, merciful things, humane and peaceful practices. Men are unjust and inconsiderate in their ways, while those who agree with men are the very ones who are swayed to believe wrong is right bad is good cruelty and inequity is respectful considerate and merciful and what is abhorrent to men is decent but i tell you this men cannot serve both men and god for just like the flesh and the spirit men and god are exact opposites yea god and men are in opposition to one another for the things that men believe are contrary to the things that God believes men are perversely inclined to disagree with God and so they turn from God and their thinking heads in a direction that is the opposite of what is right good expected and desired men are self-seeking self-occupied self-indulgent and self-serving while God Is other serving for God serves the entire web of existence. Men are lustful, corrupt, devious, and filled with violence, corruption, and inequity, while God is filled with peace. To serve God you must be as God is and serve the fruits of the Spirit. To serve man you must forsake all intellect and moral excellence. To serve man you must abandon a quality mind and character while also forsaking a higher conscience, blameless innocence, impeccable mercy, compassion, kindness, righteousness, and godliness. In other words, you must become a destroyer of the world rather than a restorer of the world. God is a restorer. This is why God chose Noah to help God restore the earth. But Noah proved to be a destroyer, just like all men are. No matter how you look at it, the destructive pattern of a man's behavior starts in their youth, in their home, and inside their churches. What I tell you is plain fall to see. Do not think that the clergy and leaders inside your churches are holy men of God, for they are not, just like the prophets. If they do not speak the truth of God and obey all of God's commands, then they, like the prophets, are absent of the Spirit, and they are also absent of God. Yea, just like the prophets have favored men's word over God's word, so do the leaders of your churches do the same. When searching for men of God, be mindful of who holds the seeds of God and who holds the seeds of demons. Those who act with the fruits of the spirit hold the seeds of God, for they know the difference between right and wrong. But those who hold the seeds of demons only know what is wrong, so they consider all wrong deeds to be right. Men kill, harm, go to war, and cause great suffering and distress for all of God's creations. Men hunt, poach trap exploit incarcerate tie change experiment on use eat wear breed buy and sell god's animal creations men smoke drink and consume drugs and unnatural foods and medications men do so many things that demons do and yet they praise themselves for being men Yea, the insanity of man is now the sanity of the world. And all of it came from the abandonment of God's first original diet. The taste of flesh and blood drove man's mind to madness. And make no mistake, any church that oppresses, persecutes, or encourages the eating of flesh is a church filled with demon seed, for this church is not a church of God. It is no secret that God gave man vegetation as their only food. All holy men know this. Men that follow God follow this. For men that follow God follow all of God's commands. They do not pick and choose what commands they want to favor, all because they cater to their own personal points of views. Do not think I tell you these things to take away your pleasures. I tell you these things to show you that your pleasures are demonic. Remember your scriptures. Job 22, 21. Agree with God and be at peace. Psalm 119, Great peace have those who love God's law. For when you love and obey God's law, nothing can make any life form stumble. Matthew five eighteen. Until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass away from God's law until all is accomplished. Until God's first diet is accomplished, there cannot be peace on the earth. The first command and law of God was Genesis 1.29. I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit and seed in it, they will be yours for food. The first diet of God is still not being followed by men today, and this is why the seeds of demons fill the hearts, minds, and churches of all those who choose a diet of flesh over a diet of vegetation. Look at the meal tables inside your churches. These churches that say they are teaching you God's way have also allowing the congregations to eat flesh food. Flesh food is not God's way. I see you feast on the meat at your festivals, coffee hours, and receptions, even though your spiritual leaders should know better. Is this how you obey God's laws? By following men who say they are holy while they allow the eating of flesh in God's sight? These men are not holy. Romans 2, eleven. It is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. James 3.18 Our harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Meat-eating is not peaceful. Romans 14.17 the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace. Isaiah fifty-five twelve, For when you go out in the world full of joy and your actions are led forth in peace, the mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all of the birds in the sky, the animals on the lands and in the waterways, the trees, the flowers, and every single natural life in the fields shall clap their hands and rejoice, for you are blameless. Only in peace can you be blameless, because in peace you do not upset any life form. Those who eat meat are led by demons, they are not led by acts of peace. For they toil over the deeds that take peace away from all life. To go forth in peace means to bring peace to God's creations. It does not mean to bring death and harm. James 4.17 So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Genesis one two nine was the right thing to do. God told the people the right thing to do. The holy men know the right thing to do, but the people inside the churches and the clergy do not do the right thing. The right thing to do is to follow a vegetation diet laid out for you in genesis one two nine and as men and women of God, it is your responsibility to do just that, while knowing that if you eat meat, all of God's laws have not been obeyed. And therefore, any other diet besides the first diet, Genesis 1 to 9, is a diet of sin. As men choose their own ways over God's way, So did Noah choose his way over God's way. And in the end, God turned all of mankind over to their wicked sins. The story of the revelation of Noah and the Eight shows the reader that men care more about doing the wrong thing than they care about being righteous and godly. It was after the world was destroyed and the long journey through the storms and the floods brought Noah and the ark back to shore. The earth was anew now as Noah left the ark, but God found out the violence and evil was still deep inside man's heart. Genesis 8, 15, then God said to Noah, come out of your ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives, bring out every kind of living creature that is with you the birds the animals and all of the creatures that move along the ground so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number so noah came out of the ark together with his sons and their wives and his own wife and all of the animals did follow yes all the animals followed noah out of the ark, and even though God told Noah to keep the animals alive, Noah disobeyed God's command. For without authority or permission from the Lord, Noah built an altar right there and then. And even though God had just destroyed the world because of human violence, The very first deed Noah engaged in was an evil act of violence. It may seem amazing and unbelievable, but Noah was so dim-witted and dull-minded that he took some of the animals without care or thought, and one by one he sacrificed them as a burnt offering to the Lord, not because God asked him to, but because Noah simply wanted to. Do you remember Romans 2, 11? It is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. Well, Noah was not righteous that day, For even though no one knew God hated violence and even though no one knew God specifically told men, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit and seed in it, they will be yours for food. Noah cast off God's good and pleasing diet for his own taste for violence, death, and the flesh of the innocent all because his own lower mind was weak and his spirit was gone noah assumed that the lord thought the odor of the burning flesh would be a pleasing aroma so he forgot all that god instructed and this is why god turned man over to their greatest sin the sin of death. Genesis 9.3 Everything that lives and moves about will be yours for food. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. This statement was God's way of turning man over to a sinner's diet, for man's consumption of meat came after man sinned. This was not the true diet of God. Remember God's words before God told man to eat everything. Genesis 8 1. When the Lord smelled the burning meat, he said, the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth. When God said, eat everything, never did Noah take into consideration that God's word was flawless and that God could not lie or change God's mind, and that God was not a God of disorder, but a God of peace. Never did Noah reflect upon the fact that God was truth, and that God's first diet for man was the best and true diet for man. Proverbs 35, every word of God is flawless. Numbers three twenty-three nineteen. God is not human that he should lie, God is not a human being that he should change his mind. Titans, one two. God cannot lie. One Corinthians fourteen thirty three. God is not a god of disorder. God is a god of peace. John seventeen seventeen. God is truth. Two Samuel seven to eight. O Lord, you are God, and your words are truth. Perhaps Noah thought this one time that god was showing favoritism to men by allowing men to do as they please but god would never show favoritism to men just because men liked to eat meat that would be a sign that god changed his mind and god does not change god's mind james 2 9 if you show partiality and favoritism you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Romans 2.11 For God shows no partiality, God does not show favoritism. Noah and all holy men that still eat meat today forget who God is. Romans 2.11 For those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be trouble and distress. Isaiah 40 8. The grass withers, the flower bathes, but the word of God will stand forever. Ephesians six seventeen, The helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. If God's word stands forever, and if God's word is salvation, then God couldn't possibly want men to eat meat, for meat eating is death and the sting of death is sin. There is no salvation in it. 1 Corinthians 5, 56. The sting of death is sin. Luke 11, 28. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Psalm 119, one. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, the ones who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. God has commanded his precepts to be kept diligent so man's ways may be steadfast in keeping God's statutes. Remember, men were to be shepherds, overseers to God's flocks. Proverbs twenty four eleven. Rescue those being led away to death. Hold back those staggering toward slaughter. Jeremiah 22, 3. Be fair-minded and just. Do what is right. Help those who have been robbed. Rescue them from the power of their oppressors. Do not mistreat or do violence to anyone, and do not shed innocent blood. Psalm 82 4. Rescue the weak and needy. Deliver them out of the hands of the wicked. Proverbs 31 8. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. 1 Timothy 3 2. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach. Sober minded self-controlled, respectable, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. An overseer must act in a manner worthy of full respect. An overseer is a shepherd, and a shepherd will not fall into disgrace and into a devil's trap. All overseers must be sincere and not pursue dishonest gain and they must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience able to teach the word of God in excellent standing. Jesus says men will tell you that these scriptures were written exclusively for humankind but men are wrong. God does not exclude animals from rescue and salvation. For God does not play favorites. Never listen to the lies that men tell to justify and defend their sins and iniquities. The word of God lies in the laws of God, and God's first law was to eat a vegetation diet. Even in the scriptures of the swarm, God tells men not to eat the animals. The word swarm in the Webster's Dictionary means to move or assemble in a crowd. In the Oxford Dictionary, swarm is defined as people, animals, etc. moving around in a large group. Leviticus 11.46 Because I, the Lord, am your God, I tell you, set yourselves apart and be holy, because I am holy. You are not to defile yourselves with any of the swarming creatures that swarm the earth Leviticus 11:46 This is the law concerning animals birds all living creatures that move in the waters and all living creatures that swarm on the lands All the creatures that swarm on the earth must not be eaten Leviticus 11:42 Do not eat any of the creatures that swarm on the earth, anything that moves on its belly, or walks on all fours, or on many feet. Any animal that teems or swarms on the lands, in the sky, or in the waterways, a shepherd would never eat, for shepherds do not eat meat. And when man does eat meat, it is detestable, to both the father. And I. Go back to the days of Eden in Genesis one twenty nine, before man sinned. God clearly defined for man, just who among his creations swarmed in herds, flocks, teams, groups, and packs. Genesis eight seventeen and God brought forth every animal of flesh every fowl as well as cattle and all the creeping things which creep on the earth so that they may teem and swarm on the earth and they may be fruitful and multiply on the earth genesis 1:20 then God said, let the water teem and swarm with living creatures and let birds swarm and fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. Genesis 1 to 1. And God created every living soul that moves and swarms in the waters and every winged fowl after its own kind and every animal on the land and God saw that it was good. God does verify that all animals swarm, including all water animals. God also verifies all animals have souls. Once again, God confirms Leviticus eleven forty one: All the creatures that swarm on the earth must not be EATEN, that means no animal on the earth was made by God to be eaten by man. This next scripture tells us why God turned man over to their sinful natures. We talked about this scripture before. It's Genesis 8-1. The full scripture goes like this. The Lord smelled the soothing aroma of the meat, and then the Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the ground on account of man, for the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth, and I will never again destroy every living thing as I have done. To understand Genesis 8 to 1, we must remember this is the book of Noah and this is Noah that is speaking the aroma of burning animal flesh is soothing to Noah not God God never says the aroma is soothing to God but because the aroma is soothing to Noah Noah assumes God thinks and feels as he does Noah forgets that God is not human. So Noah projects his own delight at the smell of burning death onto God. Numbers 23 19. God is not human. And as God is not human, God is not pleased by the burning of animals. God's statement tells us that God is turning from man. He is done with them because men are evil from youth God turned man over to their sins remember God is a God of salvation and peace and therefore God wants men to be saviors not destroyers for God does not destroy God is spirit and therefore God lives by the fruits of the spirit and God wants men to do the same God is not human. God cannot smell. God has no nose to smell with. What pleases God is when men act in spirit and in peace. Meat-eating is an act of the flesh, not the spirit. Meat-eating is godless. It is not peaceful. Romans eight five. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. The mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. 1 John 3.21 Have confidence before God. Keep his commands. But this is what pleases him. Jesus tells me, Although man did change Genesis 8-1 to favor their own lusts for violence and meat, God did tell me the truth of what happened that day. The truth of Noah's animal sacrifice was this. After God saw the thoughtless violence in the destruction of his animals upon that hellish fire, God cried out, The intent of man's heart is evil from his youth, for men will destroy every living thing as long as the earth remains. Remember Psalm 105. The creatures look to the Lord to give them their food. And when the Lord gives it to them, they do not complain like man does. They gather it up. And when the Lord opens his hand, they are satisfied with the good things that the Lord gives them. But men, men are satisfied with nothing. When God gives man a vegetation diet, man forsakes the Lord. They would rather please themselves with meat, rather than please God. Men are lazy in the mind, unlike the animals, that hear and obey God's word. To understand how meat eating shuns God's original diet of spirit, just look in a mirror. When a mirror is whole and intact, it is useful, for it produces a clear reflection. If you smash a mirror, that mirror is no longer useful for it is no longer whole. Would you pay full price for a broken mirror the same as you would pay for a new mirror that was whole? The answer is no. Of course you would not pay full price for any imperfection. As the mirror is smashed, it is also worthless. It is imperfect and its properties are corrupt. God gave man a diet of vegetation because a diet of vegetation was for the whole body, spirit, and mind. A diet of vegetation was free of corruption, unlike a meat-eating diet that was full and corrupt. Just like the mirror, a diet of vegetation also held a clear and perfect reflection. Only this was a reflection of God. Men that followed this diet were reflections of God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. But men who abandoned this diet were broken, imperfect, and corrupt, just like the broken mirror. God's reflection could not be seen in them. Only man's reflection could be seen in every charred of glass, and each chard bore a corrupt reflection Of that fallen man. By shunning God's first diet, God now saw men for what they truly were, inferior creations that were no longer whole in spirit or in mind. Just like the broken mirror, men were no longer useful, for they were no longer whole. As a man would not pay full price for a broken mirror, God would not invest God's time on a broken man who refused to be mended and renewed. This is why God turned man over to their sins. And when God told man to eat everything, he resigned himself to the fact that man would eventually devour the world with his thoughtless lust. Jesus told me that in the Revelation of Noah and the 8, God told Noah this. Because the fruits of the Spirit are gone from man's works, acts, and deeds, and because there is no Spirit inside man's mind, what God has made and what God has given to men shall be taken away from men. For what God gave man was a Spirit, and a Spirit cannot thrive nor can it survive if men destroy and demolish all spiritual things. For man's willful destruction tears the Spirit from the flesh of the destroyer, and renders the body of the destroyer as an empty shell with nothing in it but its own blind lust for violence. God on that day told Noah, I take from you your higher minds and the good wholesome diet that God did give you and I turn your empty shells over to the death that you so choose to eat. You will walk the earth as the living dead but you will not live, for there will be no light inside you, for you have smothered your only flame. God gave man a higher mind to do what was right, but man lusted after what was wrong. And so God turned man over to their wicked sins and said, Eat everything, be the gluttons that you are. This lesson further goes on to say, in Genesis 9.3, that men do not learn how to apply the fruits of the Spirit, even when they are taught a lesson. In truth, if you read the Bible, there is no other book in human history that accurately describes the downfall of man or highlights man's unarmed lack of intelligence. Man is unarmed because he lacks the ability to learn, which makes him lack intelligence, higher awareness, higher consciousness, and wisdom. This is what makes man mindless. This is why God told Jesus, Man was the living dead, for death was all men created. Man is also unarmed because he has no perception of right and wrong, and therefore he is blinded by his self-serving nature which creates an over-exaggerated complex of self-importance and self-interest in both his thoughts and his actions. Rather than creating a kinship with the rest of the world and the web of existence, man would rather have a kinship with himself. Remember, the story of the revelation of Noah and the Eighth is only one of the many stories of animal sacrifice inside the Bible. Many people assume God loves the taste and smell of meat, and even in the Bible, the prophets recorded that God loved the smell of roasting, burning animal flesh during sacrifice. This was exactly what Noah also claimed. But it was the prophets who loved the smell, and it was the prophets that salivated for the burnt flesh. And just like Noah, they thought they were God and were confused because God is not human. Only they were human. Numbers twenty-three, nineteen. God is not human. Therefore, let's reflect on why God couldn't possibly like the aroma of burning flesh and why men have a need to interpret God in this way. God is spirit, therefore God cannot smell, eat, taste, or digest food, only man can. If you apply spiritual discernment to everything that is being said to you, you will see that it is the human prophets that were projecting their own opinions onto God. They were not speaking God's messages. The humans who wrote down God's words were the ones that enjoyed the scent of the burning cooking animal, not God. For man is the one who has scent glands in his nose. Since only a physical being has scent glands in their nose, it is logical to assume that a spirit has no scent glands, for a spirit is ethereal energy, and that means it has absolutely no physical way to smell whatsoever. A spirit has no teeth, it cannot chew. A spirit has no tongue, it cannot taste. A spirit has no nose to pick up scent. To enjoy food, one must be physical. Make no mistake that the truth of God's enjoyment of burning flesh is this. God told man not to eat meat simply by telling man their diet was to be vegetation. If God could smell anything cooking, the aroma that would please God is roasting vegetables and fruit dishes. Remember James one thirteen. God cannot be tempted with evil, and God himself tempts no one. The smell of burning flesh is evil, for it is the smell of burning death. The smell of burning death would never tempt God, for God is a God of peace. Jesus tells me you cannot advance your spirits or your higher minds through any act of death. This means any act that takes life prematurely from the earth, including the killing of animals for food. When you eat the flesh of an animal, you are consuming death. If you enjoy the aroma of a burning animal, you are enjoying the smell of death. And if you enjoy the taste of an animal, You are enjoying the taste of death. To bring life into this world is to bring death into this world. For all life must one day die. However, to kill a life before its natural expiration is to sink to the lowest possible degradation of your mind. There is no superiority in the taking of life Superiority comes in the preservation of life. Not just human life, but all life. Isaiah one eleven, The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me? Says the Lord. I have more than enough of your burnt offerings, of rams and the fat of fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you, this trampling of my courts? stop bringing me meaningless offerings i cannot bear your worthless assemblies your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals i hate them with all my being they have become a burden to me i am weary of bearing them when you spread out your hands in prayer i hide my eyes from you even when you offer many prayers i am not listening your hands are full of blood go wash yourselves and make yourselves clean Take your evil deeds out of my sight, stop doing what is wrong and learn to do what is right. Seek justice, <laughs> defend the oppressed. Isaiah 59 3. Your inequities has separated you from your God, for your hands are stained with blood, your fingers with guilt. Man's deeds are evil deeds, for acts of violence are in their hands, their feet rush into sin. They are swift to shed innocent blood. They pursue evil schemes. Acts of violence mark their ways. The way of peace they do not know. There is no justice in their paths. They have turned them into crooked roads. No one who walks along them will ever know peace. Jesus told me men are like children in the wrong way. Rather than being innocent, they are like a troubled, fussy child who lies and Bullies others to get their own way. God never required offerings of any kind by men. Grain or otherwise, it was men that started that tradition, not God. Never did God say that the presentation of grain was equal to pig's blood. Men are foolish in their comparisons. They do not know death from life and life from death. Their minds are dull and filled with their own self-interests. They say, whoever burns memorial incense is like one who worships an idol. Again, those are their words, not my own, not God's. I say this to all men, worship who you please, but do not worship men as God's who take a life and destroy the world. When I told men that I could not bear their worthless assemblies, their new moon feasts and their appointed festivals, I was speaking of their incessant bloodletting and their celebratory use of slaughtered animals, the very animals that God created, the very animals that men gorge and feast upon like gluttonous savages and ravenous beasts. Nay, they do not see the death and suffering of the innocent upon their plates, the innocent easter lamb feast the thanksgiving blameless quail and pheasant feast the blameless turkey feast the christmas innocent pig feast that they call christmas ham and the innocent fish seafood duck chicken sheep cattle feast and all the other animal based meals that they eat every single day while calling the cattle beef, as if they had no living worth at all. All of these feasts have abominations to me and to God, but to men the death and suffering of animals complements a meal while completing a joyous occasion. Men that do these things are loathsome to me, for their acts are deserving of great rejection and reprimand. Hear me now, for I tell you the truth of what I told men in Isaiah 66, 3. But whoever sacrifices a cow, a bull, or any animal is like one who kills a person. And whoever offers an innocent lamb is like one who breaks a dog's neck. Whoever makes any animal blood offering at all is like one who murders, mutilates, and butchers a person while presenting human blood. Yea, whoever burns animal flesh like it was memorial incense is just like an arsonist who burns down a building with human life still alive and trapped inside it. They have chosen their own ways, and they delight in their abominations. And now, Viva Christ will share a message from Jesus.
0: In the early days of my conversations with Jesus, Jesus was very offended by the crucifix. To be honest, I never liked the symbol myself, and I didn't blame him for his revulsion over the symbol. After all, it was the symbol of his execution. Men have glorified the execution of Christ because they use his suffering as their redemption. But Christ was murdered. He did not sacrifice his life for man. He was murdered in order that man could reign without his interference. And then man made Christ's death one of the greatest money-making industries of all time. But I will let Christ tell you his own feelings in the matter. Here are his words from the transcript of the message I received. Take down your crosses and put to death your festivals of blood and slaughter. I never gave my life for man. I was slaughtered in order that man reign without my interference Because people were drawn to my message, and my message opposed man's greed and vice. Open your minds and cease your commemorations of my rising. I do not need to be resurrected, for I live. I did not die. Only my body was destroyed on the cross that you still hang and you still cherish. But my perfect mind lives on, and it can see all of your transgressions and all your sinful ways yea i have lived these thousands of years as i have watched the earth and waited to announce my return yea i still live while my announcements fall on blind eyes and deafened ears the ones that heard me in the past did not care for they did not listen the ones that heard me only took dictation to sell their books while greed prevailed what good A man's books if no one listens and believes in my message what good are your celebrations to my memory if you do not heed my lessons and follow my own truth i have told you there is no death yet daily monthly and yearly you eat my body and drink my blood these things do not exist only the mind lives on and it is full of sacred food The food of God and the food of Christ. Yea, the truth of God is long forgotten. It is buried in the darkness of your blinded eyes and deeds. What good is your praise of me if you never listen to my callings? I am here. I did not die. Your worship is pointless if you toss my teachings to the winds. Your worship is pointless if you do not hear me speak. I live, and only those who know I live know me. Those who do not believe I live believe only in what men say about me. For I tell you now, your clergy do not talk to me. So if you depend on their word, you depend on their lies. All year round you kill the calf and strain the flesh between your teeth. All year round you slaughter life while innocence is trampled beneath your feet. You are fools and hypocrites. One minute you say you love me, and the very next you destroy the very creations that God has made. You do not love if you do these things, and while you keep your ancient traditions alive that worship my death, you do not know me. You believe the propaganda tale that the men who killed me tell you. I do not be deceived. The ones who killed me propagated, and their offspring live on and continue the propaganda that their fathers started after my death. Woe to the man that kills the world and all creation and woe to the man who follows the killers to their graves. It is time to applaud the men who fight for justice. It is time to praise the men who saved the world and truly lift the hearts to me. Put away your day of rising. Yea, give the money from your celebrations to the poor. It is not just one day a year that I seek to be noticed. Nay, it is all of the year that I ask you to answer my prayers. I live. Wake up, you blinded charlatans. You have no true knowledge of me. Every day you call for salvation, yet the world you forsake while you fall to your knees. At the behest of God, I do call you. To the cries of the earth, I now raise my sword. Be still, all your festivities of blood and slaughter, and hear me. I live. I did not die. I live. I am alive. The reason you do not believe I live is because you do not understand life. You only believe the flesh, but I tell you, there is no flesh on my bones. I am dust, yet I live, because my mind is still alive. It is with my mind that I preached my gospel on the earth. It is my mind that held my identity and the memories of my life and it is my mind that survived my death and as my mind held me i lived i rose to true life the same life that my father has for he too is pure mind the time for knowledge is now you have been waiting in darkness for too long unaware and ignorant of the truth but i am here to tell it to you you live In a living grave of lies, while I have been living true life with my father. Life is not the flesh, nor is it the memory of the flesh. Life is spirit and truth. And the truth of the spirit is that the mind survives. The defining elements of the whole work known as the Bible can be found in who God is and what God is. These are elements of the keys to the kingdom. They are the kingdom code. To God's true intentions. Knowing who and what God is and understanding who and what God is is paramount to understanding the whole defining work of the Bible, which means every single scripture must have God's truth inside it. All these scriptures are nothing more than man's corrupt interpretations of God's own words and truth. In the next episode of the Cosmic Bible, Mercy and I will be sharing our experiences of meeting Jesus Christ in the voice of God. I'm Reva Christ. May the word of Christ be with you.